Welcome to Leading Collaborative Response. The purpose of this content is to explore the impact of leadership on the implementation and sustainability of collaborative response, a system-wide framework that values collaborative, action-focused responses, data-informed discussions, and timely support to ensure all students can experience success. A carefully planned and implemented collaborative response will positively support both students and teachers. Learn more about the why behind the leadership activities that establish, refine, and deepen collaborative response as a foundational framework for success. We are here because we want to build capacity in leading collaborative response within the context that you work. Great leaders build great teams because that is what every child deserves. Welcome back to Leading Collaborative Response. I'm joined again by Curtis Hewson, lead learner and co-founder of Jigglesaw Learning. Hi, Curtis. Hey, Jen. How's it going today? Uh, apparently, I'm going to trip over my own tongue today. <laughs> okay, well done. <laughs> so, Curtis, we're going to talk a little bit about collaborative response from a systems perspective. Mm -hmm. So, I've heard you talk about the benefits of divisions implementing collaborative response as a system-wide approach. What benefits do you see in taking this approach compared to implementing it individually by schools? Yeah, so I think we've learned a lot in trying to help support schools in, in putting collaborative response structures and processes in place. And where we've seen the greatest traction being made is when it's done from a system perspective. When a district can say, this is a way that we're going to think about how we support students within our school and within our system. And then ensuring that every school is going to be at different places in the journey and moving along. But when it comes from a district or a system perspective, there's just, there's so much more power and support for a school than trying to, to do it alone. We know that collaborative response is simple in its understanding. There's three foundational components of uh, collaborative structures and processes, data and evidence, and continuum of supports. Easy to understand, but highly, highly complex when you start putting all the pieces together. Um, whenever we would come and do just an overview session with an individual school, um, oftentimes we found out that a single overview session actually most of the time didn't um, result in fundamental change. It was just too hard to figure out uh, from just a, a one day overview where you're just getting a sense of it to then try and put into place. And we also found that individual schools would get to a place where we've got our tier one, two, and three supports in place. But if our division's not in sync with us in regards to the supports from beyond the school, we hit a little bit of a wall. I'd had a principal say at one point that they felt like they hit a ceiling in regards to what they could do for all of their students. Um, when the district didn't quite understand or align with the way they were going about um, putting things in place. So I, I think when you look at it from a system perspective, you're, you're, you ensure greater alignment, you're essentially doing what we're trying to do within a school in collaborative response, understanding that isolated classrooms are not going to have as much impact than when we can bring those teachers together and and really see them as our students, not your students, your students, and your students. The same concept applies at a divisional level when we don't have schools as isolated islands, when we can come together, learn, and understand that they, these are all our students from school to school. 
And I think the resource deployment that happens when you take a system-wide um, perspective to this is, is powerful. So in terms of implementing collaborative response across the system, what might be some of the best practices you would suggest? Well, again, this has come from learning and experience where um, many years ago, when a district would say, you know, we saw a conference presentation or we've read a book or an article around this collaborative response, would you come to a session with our principals around this? Again, we come to a single standalone session and realize that it really did not have much impact. Um, so I would say that the best practices we've seen now is the de um, development of leadership cohorts. The idea that four times during the year, we're going to have our schools come together, establish a leadership team in which the principal has to be involved. I've yet to see a school really implement collaborative response with fidelity when the principal is not involved in the leadership of, of the work that's happening around collaborative response. So having that leadership cohort come together in teams, but come on those leadership days with the idea that we're gonna network. We're gonna talk about what are the successes, the challenges we're experiencing within our buildings. Um, we're going to practice that vulnerability with our um, other school colleagues the same way we'd want to be doing that with our staff colleagues within our own schools. And it really relates to the principle of the power of networked learning that Santiago Recon Gallardo and Michael Fullen have uh, written about in the past, that when we come together in networks to learn and build, essentially build professional capacity, uh, and in this sense, collaborative capacity, um, we're going to get further ahead. So I think that's been one of the best practices that we've seen is that ongoing iterative learning that happens in those leadership cohorts. I think we've found too, in those leadership cohorts, it's not unusual for people to feel overwhelmed right at the start. They see samples from schools that have been engaging in this work for two, three, four years, and it can become really overwhelming to see how all the pieces connect, but through those leadership cohort days, it's fascinating to watch by the second, the third, the fourth day, how things start to click, how people start to understand that, oh, this is how this relates or connects to this concept. And um, I didn't quite understand how the layering of teams work, but now that we've worked through this continuum of supports, ah, it's becoming clearer. Um, I think that's been really powerful. One of the things we've also found out as a best practice is to be able to ensure that staff have a common messaging um, across schools. We often will do either an introductory course or a series of introductory sessions for all staff to engage in or recordings. Um, otherwise, for each one of school leadership teams to go back and explain to their staff what it looks like, sometimes some of the key ideas or messages, especially when we're first starting off, get a little bit blurred. Um, when, when going back to share. I think some of the other things that we've seen as best practices is when the system leaders are involved, when um, their, their leadership at the senior level are part of those leadership cohort days, are then checking in with schools after in regards to how is it, how, what are you learning through the process? Share with me what this looks like. Um, oftentimes with that senior 
leader team will establish a divisional steering team that in time sets targets that, you know, in year one, here are the targets that we're going to aim for in regards to um, establishing certain structures and processes related to collaborative response. Here's our year two, here's our year three. And then the one of the strongest practices that we've seen, especially early in the process, we're talking within year one or two, is being able to go out and observe collaborative team meetings, to be able to have senior leaders watching collaborative team meetings and actions, principals joining other schools to observe, our jigsaw learning team coming to provide feedback. That collaborative team meeting is a unique structure to collaborative response and um, is a departure from the way that we typically talk about students. It's, it's pretty fundamental to the process and, and getting feedback and observation of those collaborative team meetings has definitely been a best practice. I hope that kind of, I know I just stacked a lot in there, Jen, but those are some of the things that we've seen and implemented now in districts and understanding that it doesn't, that true implementation of collaborative response with fidelity doesn't happen in a single one day workshop. It's a planned rollout that typically over several years when we can see fundamental and cultural shifts in the way that we respond to kids. I was going to pipe in and say one of the things that I noticed in my experience is those districts that take time to recognize that collaborative response is a professional learning activity yeah. and allow for that to be scheduled on those professional learning days, start to see more traction in it being implemented with the collaborative team meeting, the collaborative planning time and so on, because the time is there embedded in the schedule. Yeah, absolutely. And then supporting schools when they start to engage in some creative timetabling to help um, provide that time. You know, when you, when you talk about what are some of the best practices, the flip side of that is the challenges. And I mean, time is one of the challenges that's um, not insurmountable, but takes, takes some support and help to be able to attend to. So on the topic of challenges, Aside from time, what are some other common challenges you've seen in implementing collaborative response across a division? So I think first off, understanding that collaborative response is a, a framework that when it's done with fidelity should lead to cultural shifts within the way we're thinking within our schools. The understanding that we're not just supporting the needs of students, we're doing it in a way that's about building capacity across an organization and through each and every individual. So I think anytime you're putting in place a school-wide or in this case, system-wide framework, it's important to understand that different people are gonna be at different places as far as implementation and, and understanding. And so I think that's one of the challenges is expecting that we're going to be, everyone's going to be at the same place at the same time. And that's just not happening. When, when you put collaborative response, it's a learning process. And a learning process for any one person or organization is going to follow a different path. And I think that's one of the key challenges is to understand that that's not just okay, it's expected. It's, it's what's supposed to happen. I think another challenge we have has to do with um, the change theory idea of implementation dips, that you will hit dips in this process. 
you will start to have conversations that are uncomfortable, uh, that are challenging. And again, we shouldn't shy away from them. We should lean in and understand it's part of the process. There's going to be frustrations when you put collaborative response and all of the different facets uh, in place. Um, I think another challenge is understanding that it takes time and, and you need to take incremental steps. Being able to sense when is your staff ready to make the next tweak, understanding that sometimes allowing us to be a little bit frustrated is, is not a bad thing as an impetus to, okay, we need a, a tweak, a next evolution within our process. But to understand that each year we're gonna look back and go, wow, we've come a long ways from these little incremental steps. I was with a group of schools yesterday where the key message that was coming out for their ahas is let's just focus on our one next step. What's the one next thing that we're gonna try and put in place and then move forward? I think from a system perspective as well, another challenge, and this is always, um, if you don't have a system leaders following up, in the role of um, support and, and I guess accountability as well of are we moving forward um, with the work within your school? I mean, the pace needs to be contextual, but movement is still required and ensuring that, um, or how do we ensure that we don't have schools that, that uh, pay the work lip service um, but adopting a little bit of a, well, this too shall pass type of mentality and, or um, trying to overlay collaborative response with the current structures that look fairly close. Uh, and then all of a sudden you have um, variations or extreme modifications to the fidelity of, of those components of collaborative response. Um, I often heard Rick Dufour talk about that often um, through the implementation and ad adoption of professional learning communities of people saying we're having a PLC meeting and going, well, a PLC is not just a meeting. It's a way of interacting and, and working within your school that, again, takes time and depth of understanding to do really well. I'd say collaborative response is, is the exact same. It's the next step of how do you really integrate um, tenets of professional learning communities to a, to a deeper degree um, for, for students and for staff. So I think when you say challenges, those are my biggies that would come out, uh, Jen. And it's, again, understanding that this is a process and it doesn't happen overnight and it's messy and it's hard. Um, to do. I, I wish it was a simple solution, but it's, it's not. It's, it, it takes energies and passions to be able to put in place the structures and processes that we want to see, but it's more manageable if we're trying to do it as a system. When I'm a principal and I can see another school that's challenged with something that we've already kind of waded through and figured out, that's really affirming for me to be able to do that. And when I hear another school say, we had a challenge like what you're experiencing, but here's something we tried. Um, it just helps that forward movement for all schools. And again, that idea of 
rowing all the oars rowing in the same direction which is is powerful not only at a school level but at a system level as well a system level i would think also ensures some sustainability as there's turnover in leadership yeah absolutely which is important why a structure like a steering team that i mentioned before is so critical to be able to put down you know here's our guidelines for our divisional approach to collaborative response that can exist when leaders move from place to place. I think that's also one of the best practices that we've seen is when that sustainability and transitions is planned for proactively. You know, how will we onboard new principles that come into our system that may not be familiar with this way of doing business? How do we onboard new teachers that come in and have never been in a collaborative team meeting before? How, How do we ensure that sustainability. And again, it happens best through a system-wide approach. And it's not a one and done approach from my experience. It's a constant renewal of, okay, how can we get better at what we've done? What do we need to revisit? (laughs) Sort of cyclical in some ways. And you just described the learning process. I mean, that is learning of going back and you know, now I come back into the work and ooh, now I have a new aha that's that's become clear that I wasn't even, um, I didn't have the depth of understanding to even make that connection six months ago, which I think is really important. We talk about it being iterative and generative, and it certainly is very cyclical, like you say. So Curtis, do you have any other thoughts around implementing collaborative response across a system? Um, I think my last thought with it is I, we see the greatest impact happen when it comes from a divisional or a district perspective and the longevity is um, different. I, I've heard a system leader say that when they've been talking about collaborative response, we're going to do this um, until we no longer talk about collaborative response as a separate thing. It's just ingrained in our, our business. And then we're going to do it for five more years, just to really ensure that it's it's um, part of who who we are and part of the fabric of how we um, ensure success for students. Well, thank you, Curtis, for taking time out of your busy schedule to share with our viewers and our audience around the system approach to collaborative response. We look forward to hearing more about that because we're going to meet with Lorna next time and talk about how it can be implemented to address the support of schools at a district level. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, excellent. Well, thanks, Jen. Appreciate it.